Hi, I'm Podrick Harrington. If you're enjoying the Open Podcast, subscribe for free and leave your thoughts in a review. Be sure to stay tuned for plenty more new content ahead of the 149th Open this July at Royal St. George's. You're listening to the Open Podcasts. Open champion, how good does that feel? So good, I'm having a hard time getting comfortable. <laughs> you know, I, uh, it, 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 it's a, a great thing, especially after last year. Um, I worked my way in the final group last year and uh, probably shouldn't have been playing, Dougie. I was so injured. And, and um, today I, I kept plugging along, um, hit some good shots when I needed to and played smart. And again, the last five, six holes relied on my putting. Yeah, we're delighted for you, David. Many congratulations. Thank Open you. champion. Thank you very much. I feel tremendous satisfaction and, and, you know, there's a claret jug sitting behind my head right now. And uh, that'll forever be here, forever be in my family for generations to come. And, and yes, I do look back and think I, I could have or should have won others, but my body just kind of broke and didn't let me and, and that's okay. From 1999 to 2002, Tiger Woods won seven major championships and was dominant in global golf. Yet only one other player during that time held the world number one ranking. That player was David Duval. Duval, from 1997 to 2001, produced a five-year stretch of golf that few others have produced before or since, winning 17 times around the world, including 13 times on the PGA Tour, and reaching the world number one spot. All this before the age of 30. From the end of 2001, however, injuries have plagued Duval's golf and have affected his life for the past two decades, halting the trajectory of a career that may well have become one of the best in modern history. But Duval's last PGA Tour victory in July of 2001 just so happened to be his sweetest. And it was a victory that will ensure Duval's legacy will always continue as a champion golfer of the year. This is Tales of the Open. This is the story of David Duval. Born in 1971 in Jacksonville, Florida, Duval grew up around the game of golf, with the sport running through his veins. You know, I I grew up the son of a club pro, and uh, my dad was uh, his dad was a club pro along with postal postal worker and so it's kind of i'm kyle's kind of third generation i think like there's a situation where you know as a young person kind of curious knew that dad was at the golf course and i don't know what age that is five six and so kind of went out there and was was around it you know and just started dabbling it at a very young age and, and kind of once uh little league baseball at the age of 12 ran out um, i didn't feel like playing in the what they called where I'm from, the senior leagues, which was ages 13 to 15. And so uh, golf became that much more uh, prevalent and I focused on it that much more. Duval's excellent junior career progressed well, becoming the US junior amateur champion in 1989, the same year he began university education at Georgia Tech. Whilst at university, Duval would become one of the best collegiate players in the United States. And at the 1992 Bell South Classic on the PGA Tour, he held the lead after three rounds as an amateur, before Tom Kite stormed through on the final day to take the title. The following year, Duval would graduate from Georgia Tech and turn professional, attempting to earn a PGA Tour card through Q School. Well, my drive was... And I'm not sure, it might be the rare player, but my, my drive was just to see how good I could be, you know, how, what that meant. And I didn't know at the time when I turned pro in 1993, I didn't know if that meant a top 20 player, a top 30 player, or number one in the world like I ultimately was. Uh, but I had the drive to try to maximize whatever potential I may have in this game uh, and take it as far as I could. And, and I, uh, unfortunately, and, and, but maybe in, in hindsight, fortunately, I went to, they had Q school back then. I went to Q school in 1993 after, after finishing, I played, uh, I think it was nine tournaments on the night, what was then the Nike tour, now the corn Ferry. 
to finish off the season and I finished 11th on the money list and the top 10 got their tour cards. So I barely missed out on that and I went to Q school and missed, didn't get a tour card. And so I had to play the Nike tour again in 94 and I was really kind of in a bad mood about it. <laughs> it's not where I wanted to be. It's not what I wanted to do. And after about, if I remember correctly, I believe I played 11 straight weeks at one point, uh, got getting into like middle of June and I was just, my mind was absolutely fried. It was barbecued. I was having no, very little success. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. You know, like I said, I was probably in a bad mood, had a bad attitude about having to play out there. So I took a couple of weeks off to kind of get my head straight and realize I need to finish off this year properly with a good attitude if I want to play on the PGA Tour next year. And ultimately I did. I, uh, I got my head straight, finished eighth on the money list and got a tour card and then was off to the races. I worked really, really hard in the off season of 94 and uh, I flew out to Hawaii, which is a big trip from Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, Ponte Vedra. And I made the cut. So, you know, as a professional, it, it, it told me, you know, you can play out here, you can make the cuts. And then the third round I shot 64. So I'm like, you can play out here, you can make cuts, you can shoot low scores. You know, I, I'm not sure. I probably ended up finishing about 15th, 18th, something like that. So I, I got a lot out of that very first week. And then I ended up finishing second in two tournaments on the West Coast at the Bob Hope and at the AT&T. I left the West Coast third on the money list. With a passion to work hard and a clear talent that was elevated amongst his peers, Duval was having an excellent rookie season on tour in 1995. A highlight for the American would come in his first ever Open Championship, and it was love at first sight for Duval at St. Andrews. This is, it looks like David Duval, new uh, young player from the United States who really has been playing some cracking golf. He's at the 15th, he's 300 already. I don't think he's ever been to a course like this before. He, he looks around thinking balls are going to thunder down on him from all directions. But how about that? No fives, no twos. Three under. And a confident young man. I played my first Open in 1995 at St. Andrews. Uh, so it was kind of a really cool way to, to be in your first Open, a cool place to play, iconic St. Andrews. You know, we're talking, what, 26 years removed. I, I really don't have any specific memories other than falling in love with the Lynx golf. Uh, and it began at, you know, what you could argue is the hardest one at Saint, at Carnoustie the week before. And um, I just think that uh, what it asks of the golfer, I just really enjoy. It, it just it really asks you to pay attention to what's going on, to realize that it's, it, the game's not played just in the air. That's a really unique challenge. To me, it, it kind of, every year I play and open, it brings back some of the childhood fun to the game. Uh, things that you, the creativity, uh, it, it, it just kind of puts a smile on your face. I, I just love it. And, and with, with the fan base, the knowledge of the, of the, of the galleries uh, is unrivaled in our game. Uh, the respect and deference they show to the, the game itself, the players, the golf courses, I think is just a very, very unique thing in our sport. And I just absolutely love it. Duval recorded a 20th place finish in his first ever championship and was quickly making a name for himself on tour. A strong end to his rookie campaign earned the 25-year-old an 11th place finish on the season-ending money list before an excellent 1996 season which included another top 20 at Royal Lytham and St. Anne's in the Open, and saw Duval finish 10th on the money list. David Duval, he has done so well since he uh, turned professional. Took a little while getting his card. Very talented amateur. Four-time collegiate All-American, so voted as one of the top college players in the United States. Now he's on tour. He's got a rather odd grip, but he's done tremendously well. In two seasons on the PGA Tour, without recording a win, Duval already found himself in the world's top 20. What was to come over the next few years, however, was beyond even Duval's wildest dreams. In 96, I didn't win again, had a lot of chances. Uh, most of the time I played well. Sometimes I just got beat, and, and a few times I played poorly. 
uh, when I had a chance. I finished 10th on the money list that year. And then in 97, the year was going okay, not, not great. I think I had an opportunity or two, a couple of them, to win a golf tournament. Didn't pull it off. Impressive player, several times second place in the United States, had some great winning opportunities, hadn't managed to take them, but a very solid player. And then I got to later in the in the year and uh, was at uh, Kingsmill for the, uh, the Michelob and I was just hitting the ball beautiful and I just thought if I could make a few putts this one, I, 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 this week I'll win. I was hitting it that good. And that week is uh, when I got, oh, call it roughly three or four new Scotty camera putters sent in. And I settled on one. I ended up making putts. I ended up playing really well, and I won the golf tournament in the playoff. Um, and then I went home. We celebrated. I drove down to Orlando for what was the Walt Disney tournament then. And I won that one. Uh, then I took a week off and went to the Tour Championship in Houston at, uh, I believe it was Champions, and I won that one. <laughs> so uh, it was a heck of a way to finish off my year. I ended up finishing second on the money list. And then I went to 98 and basically won an event in each season of the year. I won in, the, I won in Tucson. I, I, won, uh, I won the World Series in, in, in Ohio. I defended at Michelob. And there was one other tournament I won. Houston, yeah. So, you know, uh, so things kind of went like that and progressed well. Exactly 12 months after winning his first event on the PGA Tour, Duval incredibly claimed his seventh title in October of 1998, successfully defending the Michelob Championship. Less than six months later, Duval had claimed a further four PGA Tour titles, including the Players' Championship, and had risen to the world number one spot. 99 is what it was. I, I won uh, the players to, after having already won two times before the players, I won the players to go to world number one. Won the next week in Atlanta as well. You had 11 wins in a couple of seasons before that. It was a uh, tremendous uh, satisfaction. It, it just, you know, to, 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 to know that you are the absolute best at what you do on the planet. Uh, very few people get to say that in their lifetime. Also, there's tremendous satisfaction in knowing that I set out to do something and I did it. And I absolutely became the best I could become. And because I'm not, not sure you can be a whole lot better than number one. <laughs> I guess you could be a tremendously dominant number one like Tiger has been, uh, but number one regardless. Now that Duval had reached another level of championship play, including a winning Ryder Cup appearance at the back end of 1999, a major triumph was the last step for the 28-year-old to climb. By the time Duval travelled to the UK ahead of the 129th Open Championship, he had finished in the top 10 in seven of the last 11 majors, including coming agonisingly close at the Masters earlier in the year and in 1998 when he held a three-stroke lead deep into the back nine on Sunday. But Duval's trip across the pond in 2000 proved ill-fated, ahead of the Millennium Open at St. Andrews. Uh, and then in 2000 is when uh, I first got hurt, my first injury. Uh, my, I blew out my back. And it was actually at the Scottish Open again at Loch Lomond, the week before we played at St. Andrews in 2000. And I could barely move, I could barely play. And, and I felt like through my career, my best chances were at the Open and at the Masters. I seemed to, to play those uh, events really well. I felt like those two were the ones. And then in 2000, I was playing hurt. I played a practice round on Wednesday with Tom Watson, and I couldn't bend over basically and tee up the golf ball. And he's like, what are you doing out here? And, and I just said, you know what? I've never played the golf course in this wind. It was a new wind. It was a different direction than I had ever seen. And the... Uh, at that point, I probably played six or seven rounds, but I'd never seen this wind. And so I wanted to see the golf course in that wind. And, and I probably shouldn't have been playing that practice round because I was that hurt. Somehow I managed uh, the pain well enough through the first couple days and made the cut. Back-to-back -back opening rounds of 70 
left Duval in a handy position heading into Saturday, and a superb 66 on the third day vaulted him into the final group with Tiger Woods, who held a lead of six strokes. It was frankly miraculous that I somehow played my way into the final group with Tiger. David Duval and Tiger Woods, they go out at 2.40 local time. Um, and and I, I reflect on it that I feel like if I was healthy that week, I, I very easily could have won that championship. Um, not to say I would have, not to say I would have beaten Tiger, but I, I feel like had I been healthy, I very, uh, very well could have won. But we started the final day and um, I picked up four shots on him on the front nine. Though Duval was wounded, he would take the fight to Tiger during the front nine of the final round. On the second hold, a superb approach set up a birdie putt. And Julian a bit close to the action there to speak. That's a lovely shot. That might even go in the hole. That's magnificent. Oh, well done. Well, what would you expect from the two best players in the world? Yes, we might be looking at a member of Turnberry, 77. The jewel in the sun, because the sun has come out after a rather disappointing morning of weather uh, in the World Match Play Championship. Tiger. That's a beautiful shot there from Duval. A birdie. So Duval closes with just one shot. 11 under to 16 under. Before another pure putt on the third. This for a three. There's another one. Well, there have been lots of birdies that are coming thick and fast uh, in the last half a dozen groups. They're all over the score sheet. World's number one, two and three are all at the top of the lead board. A three-pot on the par five-fifth was a tough pill to swallow. Oh, and you can't let opportunities like that go by if you're going to catch Tiger Woods. He would have been so excited at the opportunity to maybe pick two up on Tiger today on this hole. But birdies on the 6th and 7th more than made amends. Left edge. Well done. He's almost to 13 under. Heading into the back nine, a pivotal moment would occur on the tenth hole, as Duval now lay just three strokes behind Woods. Made that turn and over to ten, and that's kind of where it turned around. We both basically drove it onto the green. I was caught, if I was eighty feet away, he was seventy feet away, something like that. I left my putt, oh, probably twelve feet short, something like that, and he left his about ten feet short. I hit my putt, and I just. It stopped like a roll short of the hole, dead in the center. I left it short. No, he quick, quick stroked it. He just took it back a little short. Didn't wait for the putter to get all the way back. Decelerated coming through. Now, this length of putt that Tiger has is the, uh, is the one that uh, he's been holding consistently for several weeks now. If that goes in, I feel like, you know, the narrative could have been different. Um, but it, it didn't go in, and then Tiger made his. Oh, yes. Never doubt, was it? Well, it's, um, you know, cometh the moment, cometh the man, or whatever somebody once said. But it is amazing how when others sort of just slip and stumble... Tiger at the moment is in this wonderful mode where he gets the job done. And that was a massive, massive stroke there. While Duval couldn't rein in the dominant woods over the back nine, 
he still stood in a tie for second when reaching the road hole, the par 4 17th. It was there, however, that much of Duval's excellent work came undone. And then after that, uh, I think he picked up another shot on me on like 12, and and, and then I got as I got I got infamous, infamously uh, caught in the road hole bunker on 17. And I think it took me, I think it took me four to get out. I think if I remember, and uh, I think I made an eight. Get right. Oh, I fear Ken that went straight in the bunker. A full-blooded whack at this. Oh, he did it. Well, no, he didn't. I thought he'd done it. I thought he'd done it. He's missed his footprints. Oh, Ken. Ken, Ken, Ken. John Parrymore said, no, now he's in trouble. Now he's in serious trouble. Now that is bad. He just doesn't know what to do. No. We don't like the look of this, Ken. You're keep, look at the options at all. You're keeping score. Well, he certainly can get it out quick enough from there, but still a very, very accurate shot if he's going to go at the pin. He's going over the steepish portion of the lip. And now he's going to play out backwards. Okay. Well, that was a bit lucky too. golfer for the year, Tiger Woods. After the Open in 2000, where Duval eventually finished in a tie for 11th, it was clear that the Floridian needed to get himself healthy. And, uh, you know, then I had to take a lot of time off to try to heal. And, and that's kind of kind of when, you know, my body started to break down, unfortunately for me. I, I had a, a small window of good health and but after that, I went home and rested for like two weeks. I laid on the couch trying to get my back to calm down. Came out actually to here in Colorado to play in the, what was the international then. I had to withdraw from the Pro-Am on, on Wednesday. And then I had to withdraw from the golf tournament on the sixth hole on the first day. And then, then I basically had to go and try to get my back fixed. And I, I, I had to let the inflammation calm down. I laid, on, I laid on the living room floor for six weeks. Laid flat on the floor for six weeks trying to get it to calm down. Two long months out of the game were difficult, but his immediate return in 2000 once again proved Duval's sheer class, as he won his first tournament back after an eight-week injury layoff. Uh, and then it just it, that back injury uh, kind of nagged me for 10 years, 10 or 11 years. And, and around 2010 or 11, 12, somewhere in there, it kind of became a non-issue. I certainly, you know, it certainly hurts at times and I have trouble here and there, but that was a it was a hindrance for the next decade, and and and, and because of that, it made me ch my golf swing changed, and uh, some of my fundamentals changed, and and then other injuries crept in, and you know that was that was kind of the downward spiral, you know, starting from that back injury. Despite his back troubles, Duval was still the world's second best player, and was proving to be one of Tiger Woods' most worthy adversaries at any point of his career. Woods and Duval even formed a golfing dream team at the WGC World Cup in 2000, winning the title for the United States by three strokes over Argentina, as infatuated crowds watched the pair put on a dazzling display. In the spring of 2001, Duval again flirted with the green jacket, losing by two strokes to Woods after again having a share of the lead with just three holes to go. But for all Duval's achievements, a major remained the missing piece in his career puzzle. However, the 29-year-old had a game plan as he headed into the 130th Open Championship at Royal Lydham and St. Anne's. 
A very warm welcome from the Royal Lytham and St Anne's Golf Club on the west coast of Lancashire, the venue for the 130th Open Championship. I was, I was playing well. Um, if anything, I've always liked to cut the ball. I've always liked to hit a fade. If anything, I was fading it more than I wanted to. And so the, on the practice ground, the wind was maybe slightly in, but hard left to right. And so whenever I hit balls, it just would be a 30, 40 yard slice, you know? So I hit very few golf balls that week. I didn't, I didn't spend really any time on the practice ground other than getting loose because I didn't want to start messing with things and seeing that, that wind was really, because I think it blew like 10 to 15 all week. And it uh, really exaggerated the bit of the, the kind of big fade I was hitting already. And I didn't want to see that. I spent all my time on the putting green, on a chalk line, uh, just practicing my putting. And because, you know, having played and having won a lot, I knew that to win the golf tournament, you got to make all your short, short putts, all your four or five footers, six footers. With his putting honed in and his fade kept to a minimum, Duval opened his account in 2001 with a solid first round of 69, leaving him in a 15-way tie for fifth at two under par. I played the Open at Lytham in 96 as well when uh, Tom Lehman won. And I just really liked the golf course. I, I think uh, Royal Lytham is as good of an example of Lynx golf as there is. I mean, it is just a tremendous Lynx golf course. Um, it's just a perfect example of true links. And um, I played really well that first day. I, did I back up a little bit the second day? A second round of 73 wasn't ideal. But after making the cut at even par for the championship, the Americans' third round was a vintage performance. You know what? I don't remember uh, specifics uh, uh, of that round other than just feeling uh, like I was in complete control. Starting on the par 3 first hole, Duval produced an excellent escape from the greenside bunker for par. This day, good playing and steady putting will move you up the leaderboard today. 69-73 for David. And there you see again, firing at the flag. Perhaps he didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, sir. I was trying to put it in the middle of the green, but somehow it just went left. It's an excellent result. Of 69 and 73 for David Duval. Before recording his first birdie with a stunningly played second hole. That's usually a good sign when they bend down that quickly to pick up the tee. And Duval delivering his ball right to the heart of the fairway for a perfect tee shot. That's a magnificent shot. There's a lovely fluency about the way David Duval strikes the ball. So, David Duval moves to one under par. Two rounds still to play. It's not too late for these players to make a, a big move up the leaderboard. On the third, a long par putt kept the American under par. Excellent save from Duval following the birdie on the second to remain at one under. He's a player who could make a significant move at the leaderboard today. And as the rain began to pour, a birdie would follow on the seventh hole before another chance on the eighth. Duval, birdie putt on the eighth. David Duval now beginning to make a, a significant move up the leaderboard. He started the day at even. He's three under for his round today, having played eight holes and moving within four shots of the leader, Colin Montgomery. He's not yet due to start his third round for just under two and a half hours. Again, a superb approach to the par 4 tenth presented another glorious chance for Duval. David Duval going well at three under for today. Out in 32. Well, it's another wonderful iron shot to threaten the flag and set up a birdie for David Duval, who really is making progress. Which he duly took. Yeah. And David Duval is 
putting together a fine round. 1932, birdie at the 10th, 4-under for today. Duval wasn't finished yet, however, and after birdieing the par 5 11th hole, another approach shot fired right at the flag gave Duval his sixth birdie of the day. Second shot, 13. Oh, great shot. Almost certain birdie to go to 6-under. Well... Lowest round this week has been 65 by Des Smith yesterday. What a great round he has going today, but he does have the toughest part of the golf course to come. Look at that. 30 on the second, eight, seven and eight. 10, 11 and 13. A result that not only Duval was pleased with. Yeah, and I remember, and so I went out with... Uh, I believe I played with Paul Laurie in the in the third round, if I remember correctly. And, you know, you have a uh, an RNA official with you in every group. And I remember uh, I was walking with him, and he checked in because I, I guess they check in every hole after you complete each hole. And I thought it was really really funny. Um, it was it was a great it was a great statement. He said uh, he checked in and he said through 13 holes, Duval is six under, Laurie is five under. And we're 17 minutes ahead of schedule or something, you know, because <laughs> we were both playing real well. The pace of play was great. And uh, and uh, it was funny that, you know, we were both way under par and uh, and we were ahead of schedule. I thought it was a really a tremendous statement. It's one of those funny things you remember through, you know, uh, uh, through, through your career and through your life. As well as live leaderboards. Tea times, video and radio during the Open Championship, you can enjoy historical and new content every day of the year with the Open app. Download for free on iPhone or Android. Duval would play his closing holes in even par to shoot a wonderful round of 65 and finish his day at six under par. Having been seven strokes behind heading into Saturday, Duval finished the day in a tie for the lead and had played his way into the final group on Sunday alongside Bernhard Langer. Um, it was a very easy 65, I think it was, right? Uh, it was a very easy 65 in a major championship, which those are few and far between when you have days like that. And I got in early enough because I, you know, I was probably made the cut by a few shots, you know, but I wasn't, I, was, I played early enough that I played my way into the final pairing. And, and got in the final pairing with Bernhard Langer. And I believe there was either four or five of us tied uh, going into the final round. Um, but I, pl- I, I played my way uh, into the final pairing, which is uh, really where you want to be. You want to be that last group basically in control. You get to control your destiny at that point. However, the 130th Open was not going to be won easily, with one of the most crowded leaderboards in history awaiting the final day's play. Among four players at six under par, David Duval with the best round of the day at 65. And any one of two dozen players and more will be feeling tonight that they could become the champion. Four players held a share of the lead at six under par, with Alex Cheka and Ian Woosnam playing in the group ahead of Duval and Langer, with nine further players just a single stroke behind. If Duval was to win his first major championship, he would have to do it the hard way. Well, it did. Um, you know, you know that somebody, more than one person, is going to play really well, especially when you have that many people so close. Uh, you know, several people are going to really put up good rounds of golf, and so you have to perform. You can't. You're not. There's no protecting a lead in in that situation. And I uh, I did a very very good job on Saturday night of preparing for that final round. Um, Bernhard Langer, one of my golfing idols, uh, growing up, I'm playing with him, but uh, he's also a slow player. David Duval on his way to the first tee. Bookie's favorite today. One thing for certain, I don't think this pair will be hard on the heels of Checker and Wooster. Langer is known for his slow, dare I say slow play. He's very meticulous. Duval, on the other hand, is fairly speedy. It'll be interesting to see how they shape up together. 
And, and I was, I prepared for that, knowing that he was slow and knowing that he's not going to play at the pace I would, or I would want. I knew that we would be put on the clock, you know, the day before we're lauded for, uh, uh, being ahead of time. And I knew that we would be put on the clock at some point. So I prepared for all of these, uh, eventualities that I wasn't going to let any thing like that distract me. You know, and I believe it was on the seventh hole we got put on the clock, <laughs> you know, but it didn't bother me because I knew it, you know, I prepared for it. I didn't, I wasn't going to let anything bother me. While Manny around Duval made inauspicious starts on Lytham's opening few holes, the American began just as he would have hoped. Pars in the first two holes preceded a birdie on the third after a wonderful approach. Duval now began to put his foot down with birdies on six. For the lead. Eight under. And seven. 360 yards, he's hit the tee shot. Get out. The hole measures uh, 542. He's got 181 to the front edge. And he pitched it right on the front edge, and he's looking very, very threatening. Ticklish one. Well done. Leads by two. Suddenly, with a two-shot lead, Duval was calm as those around him began to make charges, making the turn at nine under par. Nicholas Fast, ahead, posted seven under par for the championship, and Miguel Ángel Jiménez, Billy Mayfair and Darren Clark had all reached seven under par, waiting to pounce on any false move from Duval. But after a strong par save on the tenth, where again his putting came to the four, Duval was determined to take the championship by the scruff of the neck. I just was in complete control. And then 10th green, I got up and down for par on 10. Lives in Jacksonville, Florida, near the Tournament Players Club there. They have brilliant practice facilities, chipping and putting facilities. Really see what he's thinking with those shades on. I'm right in the thick of it, in control of the tournament. You know, it's kind of up, up to me if I want. And as I'm walking through the crowd uh, to the 11th tee, somebody yells out, "Don't worry, you got plenty of time to blow it." Relatively certain it was an American fan, not a British fan, because <laughs> uh, that's not something that would come out of a, a British mouth uh, at, at a golf event. But the thing, the thought that went through my head was, "Not today." Not today. This is mine. I went and birdied that hole. Well, the players have shown all week that they do have a good stance or a flat stance in these bunkers that they are quite playable. Great shot there from Deval. And he can have that for another birdie. So David Duval hit double figures. He's 10 under par for the championship. That's the first time that's been achieved this week. Oh, the old gravers are at work already. And you think they dare just, just sort of limbering up. A bit early, perhaps, to start uh, chipping away. But the way Duval has been striking the ball today, it might be, well, we have to just wait. I don't think we'll start operations just yet. Very skillful. 188 to the pit, which is only nine over the bunker. And this last pair have just gone on the clock. Didn't hit a very good shot off of 12. I actually was worried as I kind of fanned it, like I told you I was overcutting the ball. The wind was left to right, and I kind of fanned it a little bit, and it was cutting hard, and there's a boundary right there. For the viewer at home, that means they're playing a little too slowly, and some ruthless official 
is uh, following them with a stopwatch. And that's a horrible feeling when you're playing a round of golf, uh, more so when you're uh, the last group out in the open, but it has to be done. Quiet, please! Well, that ball dropped into the bunker. I was making the point of the deep bunkers. If you get the wrong stance, the wrong angle, you can lose two shots just in the, just like that. Uh, I was very happy it went in the bunker. I didn't get up and down, but I came right back and birdied uh, 13. If I remember correctly, throughout the entirety of the week, the four days, I missed, it was either one or two putts from eight feet or in. That's it. All week. I played very well. I didn't play great. I played very well, but I made all the little putts. It's a good putt. She cuts heading for the hole here, and it's just a question of the speed. They, they allow the right line. All of those that have seemed to die just the distance to the cup have been the ones that have got into the hole. Others have spun out sheer edges on this Lynx turf. You know, from that point in, it, it's up to me. You know, I, I had a... The 14th hole is there is a tremendously difficult hole. Javel tapping in for his par. Two and a half feet, though. I hit a real nice shot to the front of the green and two putted from probably 40 feet, something like that. And it's rock solid. Moving serenely on. Uh, and then it was just kind of up to me. The next, I guess on the 15th hole, you could say was, was I made a decision that was either going to win me the golf tournament or lose me the golf tournament. I hit it left in the high grass. I mean, the grass was, it was wispy and it wasn't really thick at the bottom, but the grass itself was probably nearly three feet tall. Way down there, Duval, our leader, who's off the fairway. Julian? Ball's not lying too badly in that he can get a club on it, but it's in that very strong, wispy grass that wraps around the club head, so there's a real danger of squirting it left. There's no way he can get up from there. He's still got 211 to the front, so he really's just got to lay up and find the fairway. Earlier in the week uh, on... Um, on six, I hit it uh, left off the tee and tried to, in that high grass, and tried to hit an eight iron out, and I hit it over on the 14th tee. I mean, it wrapped the shaft, and I hit it, you know, 70 yards left. To Val. And so I'm in this grass on 15 in the final round. I have 215 yards to the hole. I'm going to catch a flyer, and so it's back into the wind, and so I hit six iron, and I know that if I don't pull this off, I'm going to make double, you know, and I'm going to lose the golf tournament. Just knock it down. There's, there are bunkers across the fairway. Maybe a little left. No, he's got it in position there. Oh, my word, he's chasing on the green. Well, that deserves to win the championship. Doing the cut. <laughs> I'll never say you can't do anything again. That's outrageous. I like that outrageous. But I hit a tremendous shot up there, probably 18 feet from the hole, um, and, and ended up making a par. And uh, then I parred, uh, I believe I parred 16 and 17 and stood on 18 with a three-shot lead and hit driver. Everybody's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Henry Longhurst said all those years ago. But I hit it right up the middle of the fairway and it had a 53-degree wedge in. I was just was driving it so well that there's no reason not to hit driver. Obviously, you got the fairway bunker on the left. You got a bunch of bushes on the right. Uh, so it's not the easiest drive, but uh, I was driving it so well, that's what I was most confident in. I actually never even thought about hitting any, anything other than driver. But once I got that in the fairway, it was, I wasn't worried about like blading it over the green into the out of bounds or anything like, <laughs> you know, into the clubhouse. So <laughs> uh, I felt pretty comfortable I could hit a, hit a, hit a 115 yard shot on the green from there once I got it in play. <laughs> 
was it was a very enjoyable walk. I was lucky to uh, I got out of the crowd, you know, as they envelope you in in the fairway. Got out of the crowd unhurt. Uh, I actually did get my arm pinned behind me at one point in that crowd trying to weave through it. Um, but I was on the green and, 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 and just had what I could four or five putt at that point, you know, so it was just two putts for a three shot win. <laughs> Finish with a three. This for 66. It didn't come, it stayed there. A very fine round, 67, 65 yesterday. With a number of shots in hand, Duval finished out on 18 with a par 4, claiming a three-stroke victory and winning the Open Championship. That feeling for Duval was very special. There was, there was just, I mean, I don't know if I would say there was relief, but there was probably some internal relief. Um, uh, and just tremendous satisfaction um, that the way I approached the week, knowing that I was hitting the ball good, but I wasn't hitting it great. I definitely could hit the ball better than I was. But my game plan of paying attention to the short game and, and, and the putts from 10 feet and in that I knew would be so important, uh, that it all paid off. With a score of 274, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is David Duval. What do you want to hear? Last year, I had a, a chance to win the golf tournament starting the final day. Uh, probably shouldn't have played because of my back injury. Uh, uh, but I did, and things didn't work out so good on 17 especially. Um, and, and uh, you know, then I came here. Uh, you know, let me, I want to tell a quick story, really, actually. You know, I, um, my first trip over here to Great Britain, um, I played in the Scottish Open in 95, the week before the St. Andrews event. Um, and I hit, I hit a shot on the, uh, the 12th hole out of the, out of the gorse. Nothing spectacular, you know, I, I was 170 yards maybe, and, and I got it out and actually just threw the green maybe 40 feet from the hole. And somebody said, well played, what a wonderful golf shot. And that just made me feel really uh, good about the golf fans in this country. And I just felt like it's, it just seems like it's a national sport more so. My uh, second open experience was here at Lytham in 96 when Tom Lehman won. And, and I, I felt like I played pretty well, finished about 15th. Um, but walked away thinking, you know what, what a wonderful golf course. God, and, and, I, and I've played about, I guess, six different ones now uh, for the event. And, and I just felt like this, this one set up for me, just right. Uh, and <laughs> I did. I honestly did. Um, I feel really good about this, and I thank you all for, for, for being so, one, so wonderful and such great fans today, and, and I will do my best to represent this championship in a great fashion. Thank you very much. The Open in 2001 proved to be Duval's penultimate professional victory with a further win at the Dunlop Phoenix Tournament in Japan later that year. As injuries began to rear their ugly head once more, Duval's game quickly deteriorated. From being one of golf's most dominant figures, Duval made just nine cuts in 51 events from the end of 2002 to 2005 and fell from world number four to outside the world's top 700. Duval's rapid decline was as surprising as they come, having shown his pedigree for nearly half a decade previously with an incredible display of consistency. 
It was. Oh, sure. It all it all adds up. Yeah, actually, I believe I won later that year in Japan at the uh, Dunlop Phoenix, and then after that, it just I started having you know elbow issues, shoulder issues. Um, I had knee issues, uh, problems with my neck. Um, it just all kind of started. I didn't play injury free ever after that year. Only over the course of the last few years, actually, I haven't. I probably haven't played injury free since then. Um, I haven't competed when I felt 100% healthy uh, since the beginning of the year 2002. Um, and it just adds up. And so when you have those problems, you start to address the golf ball differently. You start to make compensations in your swing. Start hitting more loose shots, more about bad shots, more foul balls. Um, and that erodes, erodes the confidence. I mean, he went through a miserable well, patch. He did. Me? He had a horrible patch where he just... I mean, the scores were actually quite horrific, too. It wasn't that he was just missing cuts. He was missing them by an absolute street. And, and, you know, not to go really, I don't need to go a whole lot further down that other than, yeah, I lost my swing and through the injury, and I lost my confidence through, the, through, through that process. And when you stand on a tee and you don't know if it's going to go left or right or straight, uh, it's, it becomes hard to aim. I mean, where do you aim the golf ball, you know, when you're standing on the tee? It was, and that, and that lasted for 10 years. Duval has since shown flashes of the golf that fans came to know him for, and in particular, a notable runner-up finish at the 2009 US Open nearly resulted in a fairy tale return to form on the world stage for the then 38-year-old. I played, uh, we played Bethpage in 2002 for the US Open, and uh, I felt like if I could just get back to Bethpage, I could win the golf tournament. And I knew I could play that golf course well, um, I felt like I could win that tournament, um, and I nearly did. I had a couple unfortunate things happen again during 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 that event. Uh, ended up uh, tied for second, I think two shots behind Lucas Glover. Um, but yeah, I felt like that was kind of the a springboard for kind of coming back. What what my best is at that point now, uh, ten years removed from being number one in the world, is that might have been a top ten player, or a top twenty player. But again, the injury bug found its way back into my life and in my golf game and uh, just never could really kind of never really could keep it straight that way. And then uh, then I haven't played a ton over the last, you know, six, seven years. I've had more injuries. I kept having really bad arm issues for a couple of years and just to where like it was extremely painful uh, to, to play. And, and I played at Portrush I started out real well um, and then uh, had disaster on fit five and six. David Duval for his first birdie. And there we go. He made a 14. I think it was on the seventh yesterday. Seventh, eight on the fifth. A great champion, David Duval, and a really nice guy. And so full of admiration for to keep going, come out here this morning and play. And and through all that, like I, I could barely move my right arm. Um, it was I was in so much pain, and it, it turns out it was neck issues the whole time. And I ended up having uh, two discs replaced in my neck last summer. And and since then, I've had no uh, elbow issues, no arm issues. So I had to have surgery. Uh, and then, of course, I, I tore a, I tore a muscle in my hip this year, <laughs> so I'm I haven't hit a golf ball in two months. I'm waiting probably another three or four weeks to, b- to even try to hit a golf ball again. I tore it in my left hip, you know, and so I can't I couldn't rotate and post up and and just never could be healthy and, and put in the time and work I needed to do. So it just is what it is. Today, Duval is 49 years of age and will be eligible to play on the Champions Tour in 2022. But now working for Golf Channel, alongside occasionally playing in events, Duval still takes great joy from teeing it up each year at the Open. And for the 150th Open at St Andrews, having made the cut in 2015, the last time the old course hosted the championship, Duval knows that anything could happen in golf's original major. You never know. I mean, that's definitely uh, the the St Andrews is... You know, every golf course you play distance is, is an advantage, but St. Andrews, it doesn't necessitate a lot of distance. And, and so you never know. And I know how to get around that golf course. I've played it well many times. 
Uh, so maybe I'll win another Open next year at St. Andrews. You never know. At 50, that'd be cool. <laughs> like I said, I've played five Opens there, and I'll bet you I haven't made three pars on 17 in all those rounds. In 2015, so in the second round, I've got, I'm, I'm going to make the cut if I play the last two holes even par, 17 and 18. And I hit this beautiful drive off of 17, which, you know, that, that's always been a hard one for me. And I hit this awesome shot. The pin's on the front left. Hit this awesome shot up there, 18, 20 feet right of the hole. You know, and having never played that hole well, having literally only made a par or two throughout my career on that hole, what do you think I'd do? Now DeVal, this for birdie on 17. He won't do anything too rash with this. At even par, he'll almost certainly know what the cut's going to be. In fact, he was so sure of not doing anything rash, he's left it three feet short, which is exactly what he didn't want to do. A three putt. <laughs> so, so now I got a birdie 18. Deval for his part. Oh, that was a bad putt, wasn't it? He hoiked that. That was an edgy, might miss the cut putt. I'm familiar with that one. And uh, I, I hit a real nice drive onto the front of the green at 18 and two putted to make the cut. But I was like, you've got to be kidding me, you idiot. You finally have a chance of you to make a par on 17, you three putt from 20 feet. <laughs> from his first win in 1997 to the end of the 2001 season, David Duval played 92 events winning 14 tournaments and only missing seven cuts in that time. The crown jewel in that astonishing run of golf was Duval's last ever PGA Tour victory, the Open Championship of 2001 at Royal Lytham and St. Anne's. Duval's injuries deprived golf of one of the most dominant performers in modern times. And there is no telling just how much Duval could have achieved had he stayed healthy after his first and only major title. Yet the 49-year-old has made peace with his career, and by any objective standards, it is a very fine one indeed. When you start a career, if you would tell me I'd win 20 times around the world as a pro, I'd win a major, I'd win the players, I'd win the World Series, I'd win the Tour Championship, I'd win the Tournament of Champions, all these really big events, get to world number one, play Ryder Cup teams, President's Cup teams. You tell me that when I'm starting, I'd be like, I'll take it, you know? Um, but in hindsight, you look back and think that I was on a trajectory where had I stayed healthy, I probably, or potentially rather is a better word, could have won two, three, four major championships in, in 30 tour events. But that's the fragility of, of, of athletics, of sport. Um, Injuries creep in, and, and, and they can do a, a big disservice to whatever, whatever sport it is you're in. And that's unfortunately what happened to me. I feel tremendous satisfaction, and, and you know, there's a claret jug sitting behind my head right now. And uh, that'll forever be here, forever be in my family for generations to come. And, and yes, I do look back and think I, I could have or should have won others, but my body just kind of broke and didn't let me, and, and that's okay. Uh, it is it is what it is, um, but I am an Open champion. I feel like I have represented the Open well as a former champion, and uh, uh, I take tremendous pride in, in having won my major championship on, on the type of golf course that is not what I grew up with. You know, that is not a Parkland type golf course. You know, you just, uh, I take tremendous pride in having won a, a, a game that I only get to play, you know, basically once a year when I come over to England and Scotland to, to, to participate in the Open. And I, I, I think that that's a really, really tremendous thing and really cool thing. If anything, I'd just simply say to the, to the golfing public over in the UK, just thank you for you know, 20, 30 years of, of support and, 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 and great sportsmanship, uh, great love for the game, great respect for the players uh, and, the, and the venues themselves as well. It, 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 it isn't lost on me. I'm very appreciative of all the support I've had. It means everything. With thanks to David Duval, narrated by me, Shane O'Donoghue, written, produced and edited by Chris Lewis, executive produced 
by Paul Sutcliffe. Follow the Championship's social channels today. Just search for The Open's verified accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and LinkedIn and enjoy a range of features, news, videos, images and audio from golf's original major. This has been an original audio production from The Open.